Today's apostle reading is from Colossians, chapter 3, 12 through 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When Jesus was asked to sum up the entirety of the law and the faith tradition, You probably know what he asked, what he answered when the lawyer asked him, what was the the most important commandment? And it was to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we have been talking in church in the last few weeks, especially about this whole business of being neighbors and being uh, living in God's neighborhood. And, and we've been using our friend Mr. Rogers to talk a little bit about that. There's a whole movement going on called the art of neighboring, about how do we, how do we really neighbor each other? How do we come alongside one another? And of course, when Jesus was asked about love and neighboring, he didn't just say, love your neighbor, he told the story of the Good Samaritan, the story of, that you all know very well, I probably don't need to repeat it for you, but the sense of, you know, the religious person walking by the man that had been beaten and robbed and and moving on by, and, you know, the, the publican, the politician walking on by, and then the Samaritan, the one who was, you know, the enemy, the one we didn't talk about, the one that had been decided to be other than us, is the one that shows compassion and mercy and tenderness to the man who is lying in a ditch. And so Jesus turns the tables and reminds us that neighboring is not just the people who live next door to us, but it is anybody who is in trouble, uh, and that even the the person least likely uh, for us to consider our neighbor might indeed be the one whom God calls us to love. Now, Wesley referred to this whole commandment of loving God and loving your neighbor, these two parallel things. And Wesley talked about works of piety, loving God, and works of mercy, loving your neighbor. And he said that as Christians, we hold both of these constantly. Uh, Not in tension, because they are almost one in the same thing for Jesus, but how do we love God? We love God by certainly being here in worship. We love God by attending to a a practice of daily prayer and personal devotion. We love God by 
attending to, to Bible studies, about caring, you know, attending uh, to our spiritual lives so that we are nurtured and, and nourished and ready to love our neighbors fully. And so Wesley talked about works of mercy, and, and in that is, you know, acts of uh, bringing food to somebody who is sick. Wesley talked about visiting in prisons and visiting in, in hospitals. These, in that day, prisons were often debtors' prisons, you know, uh, and they were all, you know, hospitals were not the clean and sanitary places, but places of, of desperation and hopelessness. And that was where Wesley sent his people. He sent his people into to coal mines and to places where people were, were oppressed. And he said, those are your works of piety, to serve and love one another. Works of mercy, works of piety. All of these things, you know, they're, they're interchanged. So this idea of the art of neighboring. Of course, Mr. Rogers lived that, not just by precept, but by example. He was always teaching uh, children. He, he included all of the children in his television audience as his neighbors and always greeted them as, hello, neighbor. It's good to see you, neighbor. And then he introduced them to the people in his neighborhood, Mr. McFeely, the, the speedy delivery postman, and, and uh, Officer Clemens, the, the, uh, the police officer in the neighborhood. And he tried to, to create a neighborhood where children felt safe, that they felt like all these people around them were people to learn from and to be curious about. He would, he would take the children with him and we're going to go to a factory or we're going to go and do that, you know, and he he helped the children to see every part of the community as his neighbor. There's a very uh, famous episode in uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood where Officer Clemens, Officer Clemens uh, uh, was played by a black man. And when this man was approached about paying Officer Clemens, he in his own experience had not had a good uh, experience with police officers. He had experienced them more as antagonistic in, in the African-American community. And so here in the late 60s, Fred Rogers asking him to play a policeman, Fred Rogers was very intentional about that because he wanted children of all races to see the safety and protection of Officer Clemens. He also use that. And at that time, there were no black police officers on TV or in any children's television show, uh, black people of any, of any profession. And so it was really a statement here in the late 60s. There's a very famous episode that we're going to show here in a minute uh, of Officer Clemens um, in the late 60s. There was a whole lot of fuss around integrating swimming pools of white people not wanting to swim in the same pool as a black person. And in fact, there were uh, lots of episodes of, uh, you know, uh, lifeguards and stuff dumping bleach into pools where black people were swimming uh, and other detergents to harm them and to scare them away from public pools. And so Fred Rogers did something very important and symbolic for the children in his neighborhood 
to teach them about that. And uh, Annie, if you'll get that ready to go, I want to show you this episode. And just remember, this was shot in 1969, again, with Officer Clemens and Fred Rogers. And it seems like such a simple thing now. But pay attention as you're watching this to how much the camera focuses on their feet. Oh, there's Officer Clements. Hi, Officer Clements. Come oh, in. Mr. Rogers, how are you? Fine. Won't you sit down? Oh, sure. Just for a moment. It's so warm. I was just uh, putting some water on my feet. Oh, it sure is. Would you like to join me? It looks awfully enjoyable, but I don't have a towel or anything. Oh, you share mine. Okay, sure. Oh, Come along. Man. I'll put some more water in here. going to turn into a beautiful day. You like bare feet? Well, yeah, as I grew older, I liked it more and more. Uh-huh. Good for you. You're pulling up your pants. I forgot to do that at first. Oh, I don't want them to get wet. Right. Oh, that feels great. Here. <laughs> you know, when you're a policeman, you do an awful lot of walking. And sometimes your feet get tired. Right. That feels better already. Good. Just massage them a little bit. Cool water on a hot day. Hmm. Well, thank you for your refreshments. Oh, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> You're welcome, Officer Clemens. Can we turn this off? Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Oh, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, that was so enjoyable. I'm sorry I couldn't stay longer. Well, I know how busy you are. But sometimes just a minute like this will really make a difference. people like Officer Clements. Such a, a subtle message. I, I said last week about St. Augustine who said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary use words. Fred Rogers was making sure that children knew that all people were their neighbors 
All people were worthy of love and refreshment and cool feet on a hot day. I love the way the camera just keeps focusing in on these two, two sets of feet side by side and sharing a towel. All of this to sort of destigmatize what was happening in our country of just profound racism and, and injustice. And there was Fred Rogers helping children to understand about inclusivity and in community. There is a, a phrase that I have on a post-it note that sits on my desk, and I just went ahead and put it in my Bible this morning, and it says, love looks around. Love looks around. It looks around and notices where there is broken hearts, where there is grief, where there is trouble in the community, where somebody needs somebody to come alongside them to be their advocate and their friend in the midst of struggle. Love looks around. I asked a couple of weeks ago on my Facebook page, what does being a good neighbor look like to you? And some people talked about, you know, they, they come up, a good neighbor comes and sees that your car isn't starting and brings the set of jumper cables. <laughs> looks around and doesn't keep going on its, on its merry way, but a neighbor stops and notices. I, I, had a, I had a neighbor message me on Facebook when they knew that I had gone on vacation to let me know that my air conditioning was still running. Oh, thank goodness. That had been like a million-dollar utility bill. Neighbors come alongside and... Uh, bring food when somebody is sick and neighbors come alongside and pay attention when a family is, is, is struggling and, and not in an invasive way, of course, but in a way that, that offers support. I had a wonderful neighbor that poor Nikki had to write when she was in school. She had to write some poem in iambic pentameter, which just terrified me. I had a neighbor that had a master's in English, and she said, I'll help her. And I said, oh, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> the neighbors that come alongside us, sometimes it's just to throw a ball with our children and keep them entertained for a few minutes. Do you know the names of your neighbors? In this art of neighboring uh, movement that's going along, they, they draw a map of, uh, say, six houses if you happen to live in a house or apartments on, on either side of you and behind you, and encourage people to get to know the names of every person living in that house or dwelling, and get to know who they are and what they might need. As I was doing a little research on that, I was convicted, thinking, I, I'm not sure that I know everybody who lives. I, kind of, I know them by face, but I'm not sure that I know them by name. So I'm telling you right now, here in this place, I'm going to have my neighbors over for pumpkin pie this next month. Invite them over and get to know them. Get to know them so that when I walk by their house, I can even say a prayer for them. To know who they are and, and what might be happening in their lives that could use some prayer, even if it's that they have a good day. Do you know your neighbors? And of course, Jesus teaches us that our neighbors are not just those who live next door to us or right on our block, but our broader community, as Mr. Rogers always taught his, his children in his neighborhood. They are those that 
we come in contact with and maybe those that we don't even know, those who live in our broader community, our world perhaps you've noticed is getting smaller and smaller where we are affected by events that happen in places far and away and so we have to remember that those are our neighbors too, that our lives impact one another. How will we love our neighbor and how will we engage in the fine art of neighboring? I want to encourage you this week, we've been talking a lot about Mr. Rogers and his beautiful neighborhood a neighborhood of inclusion, of understanding, of seeking out and being compassionate. I want to encourage you to look around your neighborhood and even look as you're reading headlines and the newspaper or your favorite app or however you get your news, but to look where you might lend your voice as a voice of compassion and empathy, where you might use your voice and your privilege to come alongside a community that is experiencing injustice or oppression, where you might lend your aid for somebody who needs a neighbor to come alongside them. The whole law can be summed up in this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. May our presence here this morning broaden our sense of neighborhood and send us out to be the kind of neighbors that create community, communities of hope and compassion and peace. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for all the people who have come alongside us in our lives, people who have nurtured us and protected us, people, neighbors who have, who have lent a hand, who have helped us with projects, who have just waved good morning and reminded us that our presence matters. Help us, God, to be the kind of people who go out into the world and build neighborhoods, neighborhoods on our streets and in our community and in our globe, neighborhoods that increase your peace, that share your love, that reflect your grace in our lives. Lead us, God, into our neighborhoods to be your people. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.